0: plushcare.com slash weight loss Welcome to My Millennial Career. My name is Shelley Johnson. I'm a HR consultant. Hey M.
1: Hey Shell. Emily Bowen here and I am all about the world of recruitment. We're in the great job boom. There are currently more jobs than ever before and less competition. Today's episode is in partnership with SEEK, and we're talking to Alicia Clark, SEEK's Head of Customer Insights and Strategy. She's going to tell us why now is the right time to make your next move.
0: Today on the show, we are privileged to be joined by Alicia Clark. Hi, Alicia. Welcome. Hi. Thanks
1: for having me today. This is a funny moment for me where I feel a little bit like my worlds are colliding because in my day job with my recruiter hat on, Seek is a huge player in what we do and how we go about it. And I am just, you know, sitting on the edge of my seat a little bit to kind of go, I can't wait to hear what insights you have for us and what we can learn from you today because the rest of us get to see what I would call the front end of Seek. We see a lot of job ads. You guys have a huge wealth of knowledge Uh, that you offer to anybody who is wanting to research their career and make some decisions. And I was in there actually as a leader just this week researching salaries, in fact. And I just was blown away because you just keep adding more and more good stuff. Uh, But you yourself, you also have access to a whole bunch of additional data that we'll dive into today that can just give us some insight into, well, what's actually happening in the market? You know, what is going on? What is, is it a good time to make a big career decision? So, I can't wait. Amazing. Me neither.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Good. I'm glad I'm not alone. (laughs) So, let's talk a bit of stats and I love a bit of data chat. And one of the things we're really interested in is how we've seen the growth in the job market in the last little while, you know, with all the talk around great resignation and now this concept of the great job boom. And I'd love to hear from you, Alicia, about what we're seeing on Seek. And I know some of the data that I've got in front of me right now, that job ads on Seek are up 32% compared to the same time last year and 51% compared to pre-pandemic levels. So, I just want to pause there. That's massive huge huge and then the extra layer is that job applications per job ad are down 42 percent compared to pre-pandemic levels and if
1: I can have that little recruiter geek out moment and just connect that with my experience day to day like just bang on that is exactly although I didn't have you know that 42 percent the 51 percent that's what we're experiencing it absolutely is. So, tell
0: us, Alicia, what does this mean for the job market at the moment? Yeah,
1: look, um,
2: it's that's the reality. The reality is that we are absolutely in the great job boom. So, you know, here we are today. It's mid-April and this morning on the SEEK website, there's over 250,000 jobs on site, right? And in fact, every month uh, for the last few months, what we've seen is the number of job ads on site growing um, and breaking the records that we've seen in the past right every month is another record breaking month of number of job ads and so the great thing there is that it means that there's so much opportunity right now is such a great time to have a think about your work life your career Uh, what drives you, what motivates you, are you in the place that you want to be because there's really never been more options than, than ever before. We are also, because we've got so many jobs on site, what we're now seeing is that the average number of applications per job ad is starting to fall, right, because candidates have so much more selection than they ever did so therefore they're applying for fewer roles and certainly what we're seeing when we talk to candidates is they're being more selective right? They've, I think for many COVID has given them the opportunity to really reassess what is important to me when it comes to my work and so they're being uh, more selective, they're clearer in their own minds about what's important to them. And then, of course, they're met with this plethora of choice, more choice than ever before, right? Uh, and so, as a result, what we're seeing is that the average number of applications per job ad has has, um, has been falling, right? Uh, so, yeah, it's a really interesting point in time to be. We haven't seen this uh, before. Um, but we at SEEK are really excited about the opportunity to help people to have a think about what their you know next opportunity might look like and to take advantage of, of all the choice.
1: And if I can really run a highlighter over some of what you've just said there, Alicia, you're right. There is a huge amount of choice compared to what we've seen in the past and what you've also said is well there are less applications per job ad. So my little brain goes less competition. Like if I'm applying for a job, I'm being more selective because I've spent 2 years reflecting on what's really important to me. I've got all of this choice so I can kind of pick and choose where do I want to throw my hat in the ring? And on top of that, I've got less people competing with me. Like What's not to love? 100%.
2: It's just, it is such a great opportunity. It really is. Um, so, and we know as well through our research that, you know, more and more people are becoming increasingly aware of the opportunities that are out there, which is great. Um, the And then the other sort of opportunity that we think is coming through is around thinking, if you're ready for a change, like now might be a great Time to think about something different because, as you say, there is less competition, right? Uh, for for new roles and, and, and opportunities.
0: And I think about our listeners who often we get this question, Alicia, around well, what happens if I don't have the full selection criteria? What if I don't meet all the things? Maybe I've I'm halfway through my MBA, but I don't have my master's yet. Can I still apply? And I'm thinking right now, well, okay you know, before the pandemic, there might've been a hundred applications for that one job. Well, right now there's only 60. So now's a really good time. If you don't have all the criteria, well, still go for it, jump in, apply, because- employers are in that point where they're more desperate for talent than ever before.
2: Yeah, and that that's spot on, right? Because what we're also seeing, um, hires are telling us and, and businesses are telling us, actually, what's becoming even more important beyond just your qualifications or your years of experience is actually your skills. So what are the skills that you can bring to a role? Particularly, you know, those transferable skills that you may have picked up in one role that you can bring to something else. What we're seeing is particularly because, um, businesses don't have as many candidates that, that they have in the past that they're starting to think about okay I don't I can't find the people with the set number of years of experience or that qualification. So now I'm going to start looking at what are the skills that are important for success in this role um, and start to, you know, recruit on that basis, right? So if you have the skills, absolutely now is such a great opportunity to put yourself forward. Uh, You know, those opportunities that you may have thought, oh, no, I'm not going to be able to quite do it. Um, Absolutely, I would really encourage people to have a think about um, uh, throwing their hat in the ring.
1: Speaking of choice, we also are hearing, and perhaps unsurprisingly, from everything you've been sharing with us, a lot of our listeners are going, I think I want a change of industry. I think I want to do something different, but I don't really know you know, what my options are or I'd like to learn more before I make that leap. Are there any particular industries that you're seeing are really booming or is this like a blanket across the board? <laughs> Boom. Look, it is definitely across the board. Um, um, the
2: boom is is happening everywhere. There's a few industries that we've got really. Um, significant growth in opportunities and a real gap in terms of the number of candidates and the number of roles. So, the sorts of industries that we're seeing growth in particular is trades and services. So, things like bricklayers, forklift drivers and scaffolders, um, healthcare and medical, um, those those areas, um, lab technicians, nurses, you know, it's not surprising given where we've come from that, you know, there's significant growth and opportunity there. Uh, hospitality and tourism, we're seeing, you know, significant growth, particularly as you know, we all emerge out of, uh, for many of us, being in sort of extended periods of lockdown and so forth, uh, manufacturing, transport, logistics um, is growing as well as um, information and communication technology. So roles like you know, uh, software developers, service desk officers, those sorts of roles are continuing to, to really grow. So there's certainly a lot of opportunity in those pockets in particular, but really across the board, um, there is a lot of opportunity.
0: This is uh, not on our list of questions, so I hope I'm not going too rogue. But um, I am interested to know, post-pandemic, are you seeing and has the research shown, are people exiting certain industries? Like I was talking with a teacher the other day and they were sharing how just post-COVID teaching has just been so hard and it's a lot of people who are burnt out. Is there anything that you can share with us around are there industries having, like... I know mass exodus sounds like a you know over dramatic way of saying it, but uh, yeah, what are the trends in that space?
2: Yeah, look, we don't we don't have any research around um, exits, but um, it, it wouldn't be surprising if people are you know when we go through such an enormous um, event. And continue to live this event, right? That is a pandemic. Um, that people will stop to think about what's important to them. Uh, what do they value in a, in a job and a career? Is the career that they chose when they were 25 still the right career for them when they're 45? Um, so it's not surprising to hear people, you know, looking to, um, try new things, you know, move into different, um, places. So, but we don't, we don't have any research to really sort of unpack. That, um, but certainly it wouldn't surprise me um, if we do see you know people taking this great opportunity to reflect on what's important to them and um, and make some big decisions.
1: Let's continue to try and understand this candidate behaviour then, and the the decrease in applicants that we're seeing. What is your hypothesis or, or what's your diagnosis, perhaps, if we can be that certain, yeah. on why it is so hard to find candidates, you know, on behalf of all recruiters out there, <laughs> it is so hard.
2: Look, I think one of the big things that's really come through um, in our research, so we survey, you know, thousands and thousands of candidates um, every month, actually. And what we're hearing from candidates is this: there is this real hesitancy to change jobs at the moment. And there's a couple of things that are driving that. One is that job security has certainly become a bit more important to people than it had been in the past. So going through a situation, as we have, where there's a lot of things that are out of our control, having job security is particularly important. So, you know, to make a move or to make a change feels even more risky than perhaps it would have pre-pandemic. We know as well that nearly half have told us, about 48% have told us that since COVID, job searching itself feels even more overwhelming, right? So the job search experience in and of itself can actually, you know, it takes time, investment, It's it can be really quite challenging. And so what candidates are telling us is that since COVID, um, it's become even more of an overwhelming task that, you know, people are maybe putting off for another day or, you know, further down the line. Um, we also know that nearly two in three have told us that, look, they're actually particularly worried about making the wrong choice or ending up in a role or an organisation that's not quite right for them. And so trying to navigate that in addition to potential lockdowns and, you know, all those other things is, is a bit of a barrier. So when people are thinking about changing jobs. So look, the, the only the other thing is um, that nearly half have told us that actually they're not confident that they've got the skills or the qualifications to compete with other candidates. Um, and that, you know, that would be a belief that I would, Encourage you to challenge yourself if, if you fall into that camp um, because there is certainly so much opportunity uh, that we have at the moment.
0: It's really interesting hearing you unpack why we're seeing the decrease and the hesitancy. And I, I think about my own experience at, and M's well, as we process the two years, which has felt like 50 years, that's just been. And one of the things I think of, or two things, the first is, well, we're change-fatigued. We're so sick of change. Like, So why would I make a huge life change right now when I've just had all these things outside my control happen? And then the second, I think of the paradox of choice. When we have lots of choices, well, what do we do? And I love hearing you talk about, Alicia, that actually – yes, there's been a lot of change and it's been so hard. But there is, if you're thinking and you've been mulling over a career change, maybe a little sideways step or a big change, this is the moment. Like this is the time. Yeah. If you hear nothing else out of this episode, hear that
1: we do have the great job boom happening and it's a wonderful opportunity to be a part of it. Let's take a break and when we come back, let's actually tackle this idea of confidence and of how we are going to go about overcoming any risk of change fatigue, choice paradoxes or you know whatever other hurdle might be standing in your way.
2: Hey, Thanks for listening. We love learning how to do all things well, which is why we have a bunch of podcasts on a variety of topics. So, go and check out My Millennial Money, My Millennial Money Express, My Millennial Money Medical, My Millennial Property, My Millennial Health, and My Millennial Business. Find these wherever you're listening to this podcast.
0: All right. So, Alyssa, we'd love to pick your brain on on this concept of overcoming hesitancy and and really building the confidence. So, how can candidates grow in their confidence when it comes to applying for a new role, when maybe they don't feel like they've got all the skills, they don't maybe tick all those boxes? What can we be doing to um, grow and, and take the leap? Yeah. So, look, I
2: think That lack of confidence can come from two things. One can be, look, it's about job security, um, and so I don't want to let go of the security that my current job gives me. And then the second thing that can lead to this lack of confidence can be around, you know, you're worried that you're not going to be able to stick up. But So I'll tackle them separately. Let's start with the job security. Um, There is a lot that you can do to really better understand the businesses or the, you know, the role and the organisation that you're talking to, um, to get an idea of the health of that business, how it's travelling, and give you a bit of comfort around the uh, how secure a role would be to move into with that organisation. So there's all sorts of questions that you can ask um, in the interview process or even just through the research that you can do yourself um the, the sorts of questions that you might want to ask in an interview process would be around, you know, what's the typical career path for someone who joins this organisation? You know, what are the sorts of skills are you going to help me to develop? Because, if uh, an organisation is willing to invest in you and they can talk to that, then that should give you some comfort that actually this is a good organisation to move into uh, and that they're investing, you know, for the for the longer term. The other sorts of questions that you could ask is very explicitly around how have they navigated the pandemic? What happened? You know, did they let anyone go? What happened, you know, did they have to pivot? Um, get them to share their experiences, right? Because again, that hopefully will give you some degree of insight and probably a level of comfort that that actually, you know, this organisation is doing well, it's worth the risk of, of leaving, you know, the security of, of my home that I've, I've had for however long and moving into something a bit different. So that's sort of the first um, element of this sort of lack of confidence is around really deeply understanding the uh, the organisations that you're looking to talk to. And then when it comes to actually, you know, yourself, because you're worried that you're not going to stack up, well, look, the... As I mentioned before, it's not just about years of experience and the qualifications. Definitely what we are hearing from businesses is that they are putting more and more emphasis on skills, more emphasis than before. So having a think about the sorts of skills that you can bring to a role and being able to Comfortably and confidently talk to those skills, particularly you know those transferable skills, um, collaboration. So, how will you work with others? Critical thinking is one that's really valued by a hire as, along with um, communication, your ability to communicate. Um, and certainly on the Seek website, there is plenty of um, resources on there that can help you get a better idea of you know what are the sorts of skills um, and. Reflect on yourself in terms of what skills that you can bring uh, to a role. So, I think being able to talk to those skills is really important as well, and and will help you um, build that level of confidence as you start to uh, think about other alternatives.
1: I couldn't agree more with everything you've just said. I feel like I've just been sitting here like nodding constantly internally, and on top of that, you know, I'll I'll just call out. You mentioned forklift drivers earlier. To use them as an example, to use that particular role as an example, to go and get a forklift licence, that's a reasonably low barrier to entry. You know, there might be other jobs out there where it is a requirement that you've gone to university for four years and I agree with you, employers now more than ever are open to perhaps instead of needing you to have that full qualification, they'll consider you if you're working towards it with something like a forklift licence, well, perhaps just being able to turn up and show and demonstrate a willingness to go and achieve that qualification, that is enough right now to get your foot in the door. So, make no assumptions and make sure that, yeah, you have a confidence not only in your own skills, but also that you clearly articulate, I'm willing to do what I need to do to be successful in this role. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's interesting those questions that you talked about like, how do we help overcome our fear of will this job be secure? And I love the question. I've never thought about this, and we often talk on the show about questions you need to ask in the interview. But how did you navigate the pandemic and financially? Like, how did the business performance go through a pandemic to get an insight into did you? aka did you make droves of staff redundant because I don't want to come here if that's the case or whatever you know Um, but I love that idea of asking the question and the other thing we really want to encourage our listeners to do is before you go to any any job interview do some desktop research to kind of of that business to understand read the annual report if they have one and go oh, how is this financial performance of this business going? Because that'll give you an indicator into how secure this uh, job or business is and therefore what that help you, help you overcome the fear or reluctance to go for a new gig. Let's move on then into the job searching. Like, How do we then go about it? Because you said 250,000 jobs open at the moment. Right now. <laughs> that is wild. <laughs> I know, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll go job shopping. <laughs> What else is out there? <laughs> totally. And um, so, so it can be pretty overwhelming to kind of, and I suppose I'm also interested in knowing like a lot of those jobs now are remote. So before where we only had a location specific job advertisement, now so many businesses are like work from wherever. We're, we're desperate for people.
1: And I believe Seek, does Seek still have, I know it was introduced during 2020, but do they still have that work from home remote? absolutely uh, yeah you can category
2: beautiful yep. you can you can search for roles work from home um and it will yep so show good. them all awesome. <laughs> and it's growing the rate of those you know roles is growing really rapidly
0: wow mm. I guess then that's in response to just the decline in candidates or is that more the employers just opening it up it's employers opening it up and it's based on, they know
2: what candidates are looking for, right? Increasingly more people are, you know, this is what they're looking for. And I think that's, you know, part, you know, when we talk about, you know, the actual job search process, I think the number one thing that we have to do is, it's almost look in the mirror, right? Look in the mirror and go, what is important to me now? Because certainly our research has shown that what's important to people has, um, for some, has shifted. Um, so things like, an ability to work from home and an expectation that there'll be hybrid work arrangements and or fully remote arrangements, uh, you know, three years ago, that wouldn't have necessarily been mentioned as, you know, this is really important to me because it hadn't really been a reality, right? Now that people have experienced this as a reality, for the next role, they're like, this is what I expect, you know, this is almost like a hygiene factor, right? So, Starting, uh, you know, that job search process really needs to start with you and having to think about really what's important to you uh, when it comes to your work. Uh, what, what are you looking for in your, in your next role? So that's that's the first thing. The second thing, um, oh, actually, so we have a great tool that can actually help you with that um, on our website. It's called Laws of Attraction.
0: Oh, yes,
1: I know this one. Yes. Very
2: cool. And it, what it does is it, it's a survey of 11,500 people, right, and they've told us what's most important to them uh, when it comes to thinking about their next job. So what are the what are the key things? And, you know, the things that come through are things like salary, work-life balance, career development opportunities. But And, and predominantly it's used by businesses, right, to help them tailor job ads, um the okay. Create um, or articulate their employee value proposition, which is, you know, why should you come and work for me uh, and those sorts of things. So, but the beauty of this for candidates is it it actually is a bit of a thought starter, right? You can have a look through all of the different benefits and, you know, things that attract people to roles and think about yourself and go, actually, yes, that's actually something that's quite important to me. So, you know, you can then go, right, work-life balance is really important to me. And what that actually means to me is, you know, flexible work arrangements or a compressed week or fully remote, whatever it might be, you know, you can really um, clearly define, you know, what it is that's important to you. So understanding yourself is the first thing I would say. The second thing, obviously, is taking the time to update your resume. It may have been, you know, some time um, since you've updated your resume. So updating your resume and also tailoring it depending on the role, you know, that you're looking for is really important. Uh, certainly uh, you'll, you will have a Seek profile. So, updating your Seek profile is really helpful. Uh, you can turn it on to be, you know, you can flag yourself as available. So, that always helps our busy businesses who are desperately looking for talent um, to be able to find you uh, quite quickly.
1: Yes. I was um, going to say, please do that, candidates. Please. <laughs> Makes your life so much easier, right? Totally. We want to be able to find you. And if if you do that, if you have it turned on, then it means that not only are you in the running for the jobs that you th- submit an application for proactively, it also means that while you're at work doing your current job or you're shopping or whatever you're doing, the recruiter or the hiring manager could actually be finding you. And so you have that you know other side of the fence doing a bit of that job hunt work for you. So I just wanted to throw that little yes, please in there.
2: Yep, does definitely makes life a lot easier. The other things we would say is you know cover letters are important. Um, it just gives you that introduction to um, to yourself to the organisation, and then just you know, the research around the company, we've already talked about quite a bit. So doing your research um, and then preparation, you know, it may have been a while since you've done an interview, right? And um, so definitely give yourself that space to um, have a think about what some of the questions might be, prepare yourself mentally, um, but know that, as we've said before, there are, there are many opportunities out there, right? So just have a go and um, and see how you go.
0: I loved the This week I sent someone, um, there's so much good resource on SEEK. Oh my goodness. It's just full of amazing resources for candidates and for businesses. And I sent someone the article about common interview questions that SEEK posted. And it's just pure gold. Like as someone who's done so many interviews with people, I'm like, Every person needs to read this because you can plan out your answers. And I know we only go for an interview every, you know, a few years. It's not, it's not uh, something we do every day. So just making sure you take that time to practice, to get into that mode. You mentioned looking in the mirror metaphorically. Sometimes I tell people to jump in front of the mirror and speak out your answer in front of the mirror to build the confidence of how do I want to deliver and communicate my skills especially if we're talking about those transferable skills where sometimes we can feel a little bit less confident about sharing those, but practising it is so helpful. It's absolutely one of the takeaways
1: I'd like everyone to hear out of this episode, that SEEK is more than what I'd call a job board. It's more than job ads for you to look at and apply for. There is just an absolute wealth of knowledge on there, but in particular, what I believe it does really well is present that in a really digestible way. So, you know, aesthetically, it looks really nice, but the way you actually move around the data, it's extremely easy to understand and easy to navigate and you kind of pick out the bits that, you know, you find interesting and leave the rest for someone else. Yep, absolutely. What are, you know, you touched on their benefits. So, I would suspect I'm kind of, you know, adding this formula up in my head going more jobs than ever before, less candidates, So that puts the candidates in a pretty good position, I would think, when it comes to things like salary negotiations and uh, being able to ask for what is important to them once they've looked in the mirror, they've checked out laws of Attraction. Can you give us your insights into that space of, of what are the benefits out there and what should we be doing or changing in the way that we go about any sort of negotiations? Yeah. So look, look, it does
2: vary from business to business. What we're seeing um, is that many organisations are thinking about their what we call their employee value proposition. So they're really actually taking the time and they're realising that they need to get crystal clear about um, how they communicate why a candidate should come and work for them, right? So that's one thing that's really coming through. Um, and so what this means for, for candidates in terms of the benefits is thinking about well, what is most important to you when it comes to things like salary, when it comes to things like hybrid working, uh, even the culture, you know, being able to articulate what's important to you in the culture of an organisation uh, is, is pretty important. I think as well, you know, at, at this point, in time, given that there are so many opportunities out there. It's important that businesses also start to even think about their recruitment process, right? Um, because sometimes it can be quite prolonged and drawn out. Um, so ensuring that that process is really efficient will also benefit candidates, right, as they start to, um, you know, put themselves out there and, and apply for, for different opportunities. So, um, yeah, look, it's, it's, it's an interesting one. There, there, are, there really are, because there are just so many opportunities, I think it is important, though, that what's important for one candidate may not necessarily be important to someone else. So it, it's difficult to have a generalised uh, point of view because everyone's so uh, unique in terms of, of what they value.
1: Absolutely. And something I'm seeing as well that for me brings an important context to knowing yourself and knowing what is important is the speed that recruitment or recruitment is moving at at the moment because of this shortage and the amount of competition, it really has increased. It's not like anything I've seen before. And so if you are responsible for making employment decisions, or if you're a candidate, just be aware of that. We often hear about what's happened in the property market and it's very similar in, if not the same in the recruitment market where the speed that candidates are coming and going from the market, it really is something to be mindful of. And so the clearer you can get as somebody who's looking for work about what is important to you And the more you can get your ducks lined up, things like make sure you've got your referees ready to go, the more success you're going to have as you do move through these processes.
0: Exactly. There was another stat uh, that we had, we were looking at in preparation for this episode and it was that 59% of uh, Australians are worried that if they change jobs, it might not be the right role or company for them. And just thinking back to your comment before about culture, and we're very big on How do you assess and evaluate culture? Are there things you can look for as a candidate when you're looking at a job ad that can help you determine or I guess kind of green flag this sounds like a good culture or the red flag of this this job ad reads like there might be some cultural things that are underlying and, or concerning what what's your take on that Alicia yeah so I think the
2: interesting thing with culture it's so challenging to bring an organization's culture to life in a on a in words right on a piece of paper in a job ad where you've got limited right word count um, so what I would suggest certainly yeah look look for those words that kind of resonate with you, right? Um, But also, I would strongly suggest talking to people that you know, if you can, you know, if you know people who work at the organisation, doing that desktop research is particularly helpful as well. But look, sometimes you won't necessarily know until you get into the interview, right? And then, you know, you've got that feel. I think that's been one of the challenges that people have found, and also a bit of a barrier is, you know that the thought of doing an interview process um, over Zoom and even starting a new role um, remotely, um, you know, over Zoom or you know at home, has been a bit of a barrier. I think over the last you know say twelve months to people wanting to move as well. So actually taking the time to you know to to, to go to the premises if that's relevant or appropriate, talking to people that you might know who work there, um, and and yes, looking for you know what are the what's the terminology within the job ad that makes you you feel like yes, actually, this is talking to me, or or maybe it's I don't know what that word means, and so maybe is this really the right right company for me? I'm not sure.
0: So um, yeah. I I saw a post actually by Seek. It might have been on Instagram that was like like things to look out for in job ads, and it was like. Words that were like work hard, play hard, and some of those are like terminologies that you think, I and I it got me thinking. What are the red flags for me when I look at a job ad? And I find if the job ad sounds like a workout at my gym, <laughs> I don't want to go. Like I, I'm like, I can barely get to a one hour gym class. Like I'm not going to do it for forty hours a week. <laughs> and <laughs> and what I like there is that's personal to
1: you, and so it'll be personal to everybody else You're when like, they read. I like job the gym. Ad. Yeah, I like the gym.
0: Maybe I send me that. Gym. it just does make you think though of when you're looking through so many take the time to really vibe okay well what could this culture look like for me doing the desktop research to kind of support it check their instagram check their website get as much info as you can because what we want to do is eliminate the fear and the hesitancy because now, I know I've already said it, but it's just such an epic time to be looking for work. Like, it's just nuts how good it is.
1: Yeah, it should be the opposite of fear. Creating it should be actually really hope inducing and really exciting. And dare I say it, I, I reckon after this episode goes live, you might see another little spike in your uh, job mm. applications in candidate applications. I hope you do because We'd it's, love that. Yeah, it certainly brought uh, a lot of enthusiasm for me personally to just really understand what is happening out there. Are there any final thoughts, words of wisdom that you have for our listeners so that they can capitalise as best as possible on the great job boom? Look, I think just back yourself. Honestly, back yourself. Now's a
2: great time. Have a think about it. Think about what's important to you. Jump on, jump on the website. Have a look around. You might be surprised. Like, um, you know, many people may not have even been looking for a while. So definitely have a think about it. It, it really is such a great time. Uh, and you know, you've got nothing to lose, right? Like you've got nothing to lose. So see how you go.
0: And if you're – I love that of jumping on and I will just say, even if you're not – even if you love where you are right now and you're happy in your job, jump on and set up the notifications. I think I've had my Seek notifications on for like seven years. (laughs) Like keep them on because you never know when you're a company that you really loved the idea of might put a job ad up and so you might not be actively looking but if you're passively interested – set those notifications up, update your profile on SEEK because this is where you can find, you can afford to be selective right now and there's so many amazing opportunities out there. Absolutely. And even that profile piece, there are recruiters out there who
1: will not necessarily post a job ad, but they will use SEEK to find you and contact you and you can you can just hear them out. You can say yay or nay. We should clarify, you're probably already all aware, but SEEK.com.au is the exact web address or a quick Google should get you there pretty easily too.
0: Awesome. Well, we just want to say thank you so much, Alicia, for coming on the show today. It's a real privilege to have you joining us and we're absolutely stoked to get to do this episode with Seek.
1: Yeah. Thank you for sharing just, you know, what we don't all see that you can through these statistics and hopefully, uh, well, I'm confident actually that we have absolutely sent a few people off to apply for a job or two in the next couple of days.
2: Excellent. Thank you so much for the opportunity to join you.
0: Thanks, Lucia. As always, if you enjoy the show, we would love if you could follow, rate, review. And this one is especially helpful. Share it with a friend. If you've got someone who's been thinking, umming and ahhing about jobs, share this, get the word out there. Now's the time to make a move. Yeah, love it. Great
1: episode, guys. And we will talk to you again soon.
0: Thanks heaps.
2: Hey, thanks for listening. We love learning how to do all things well, which is why we have a bunch of podcasts on a variety of topics. So go and check out My Millennial Money, My Millennial Money Express, My Millennial Money Medical, My Millennial Property, My Millennial Health, and My Millennial Business. Find these wherever you're listening to this podcast.